Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. Welcome to the Mississippi Minute, coming to you from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve Azar. Today is very relative. I've got a Mississippi girl on the line. For all you parents out there with talented children that have a real passion for the arts, particularly in theater, this could be the show for you. And maybe help carve out a plan, a direction, and what you need to do to develop the multitude of skills multitude of skills it takes to make a real career out of it and be successful of course i can take you down the road of all things music business but today's guest she has you covered when it comes to her stage speaking of stages she and her cast will be making her way to our delta as one of the stars and leads in the critically and fan acclaimed classic finding neverland as she portrays mrs jones february 4th at the blown performing arts center at delta state my old alma mater so let's get to it and get to know the wonderfully talented Ashley McCormack. What's up, Ashley? Hey, Steve. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. All right, what part of the uh, planet are you on right now? Well, currently we are in Fresno, California. Mm-hmm. We just um, arrived here yesterday afternoon. We had a show uh, last night for 2,100 people. I think that is our biggest audience so far. Wonderful. Um, we've got another show here in Fresno tonight, and then tomorrow we are headed to Thousand Oaks, California. Okay, I know that all the areas. In, in fact, there was a radio guy back in my day that was so good to me from Fresno, and he calls me out of the blue one day, and he goes, well... My wife and I are, have bought a radio station, a blues station, in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and we're moving. <laughs> and oh and I was goodness. going like, well, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Delta, baby. We can take care of you. So that was pretty. I always say, and he's there, and he's wow. having a great time, but Fresno. Yeah, yeah. All right. Small world. So tell me, uh, what's the tour like for you guys? How many dates you doing? And, do, you know, sometimes when we were out on the road, we'd add dates as we as we went along. Uh, are, are yours set in stone? Where'd you start? Where Ours are you going to conclude? pretty much. Yeah, ours are pretty much set in stone. So we actually uh, teched our show and had rehearsals in Alto, New Mexico. Everyone flew from all over the country, um, all the members of the cast and crew, the entire company, to Alto, New Mexico on January 1st. We previewed there, and then we had our opening night uh, a few nights ago in Phoenix, Arizona. And between now and April 13th, we will be hitting 55 cities across the U.S. And we'll be finishing out, um, we get to finish for an entire week in beautiful Vancouver. 
So I'm really excited about that one. But it's going to be a lot of travel and overnighters over the next three months. So it's going to be a crazy but uh, wild and fun itinerary for us. Okay, so we're with Ashley McCormack. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. She is a South Haven, Mississippi girl. Ashley, what high school did you go to? Well, I was born and raised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I went to, at the time it was called SDEC, but now the name has been changed to North Point Christian School. It's right there in South Haven in DeSoto County. Um, went there um, my entire high school career, and then I went to college at University of Alabama, roll tide, um, got a degree in musical theater, and, uh, and then shortly after moved to New York. Okay, so we got to back up because you and I, yeah, you, you and I both know <laughs> well, there was a lot of life lived and a journey along the way to get to where you are right now. And there your journey surely was right. So. So take me back to when you found the passion for this. Did your mom or dad or who, I mean, did they really notice that it was sort of, it wasn't ordinary? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that you had a true passion Absolutely. for it? <clears throat> yeah, well, um, a lot of people give credit to my Aunt Diane. When I was about three or four years old, I used to walk around the house making up songs you know, creating my own music, and she turned to my mom one day and said, you've got to put this little girl in voice lessons. So my mom did, um, and I started out voice lessons at the age of four um, and started taking dance lessons, acting lessons. Uh, I, I definitely, wow. though, would not be where I am today without the background, the theater background that I was given from my high school growing up. Um, I did a lot of community theater. I'm a big, big proponent of community theater um, with a local theater there in South Haven, DeSoto Family Theater. I've been doing shows with them since maybe the age of 10, so about 20 years. Um, that ages me at all. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, I just I grew up doing theater in high school and there in my hometown at, at DeSoto Family Theater, um, which I believe really provided a training ground for me to, to be able to develop the skills that I have today. We're talking to Ashley McCormack playing Miss Jones, Finding Neverland. Okay, I had to go to Nashville to become a better songwriter, okay? So I had to do that and understand, you know, how to make records and to eventually get to the point where I could move back to the Delta and just do it from here. Okay, that was always sort of in the back of my mind, but I didn't know if it was ever going to be reality, and it it became that. So um, I'm blessed, and I love it and all of that. But where do you have to be right now at this point in your life you know, you have to you have to go somewhere. So, is it L.A.? Is it New right. York? Is it Atlanta? Um, if you're going to be a rap star, is it Atlanta? You know, you know, we're making movies now in Atlanta, and and Mississippi's got its. Uh, we've got our film incentive back, but I, I know that I know theater is a big deal to you, and I want to talk to you in the next segment about yeah. uh, uh, about other. I, I imagine you're like a lot of my friends who love theater, who keep going back to it, but they. You know, they ended up making films or having hit TV shows or hit movies and all that. But but do you have to be where? You know, I think it's changed a little bit over the years. It used to be, I think, when I was younger, it was everybody had to go to New York. You have to be in New York. And I still feel like New York, for me personally, is the right place to be, to be able to audition for national tours and Broadway shows. But there is so much theater all over the country now. You can be in L.A. There's a lot of great theater even there in Atlanta, Chicago. There, There's a lot of great theaters to be able to work professionally if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, there's only one Broadway, and that's in New York. So if that's your main goal, then that's most likely where you need to go. But there are definitely opportunities 
all over the country to make those dreams of working professionally as an actor come true. Are you uh, feeling like you're at a good place right now uh, in your career sort of on, on time? You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I think so. I, over the past year, I've really had to learn the lesson that everyone's journey is your own. Um, there's such this, I feel this rush to, to get things done and mark things off your list, your to-do list on your career and get things done by a certain age. And um, I just turned 30 in October of last year. And I've realized that. Such a child. You know, You're a child, by the way. Yeah, I'm still a child. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that. Kind of, it's a little scary turning 30. You think, am I old? Have I accomplished what I want to accomplish by this age? Um, but everyone's path is different. And, um, you know, my path isn't, wasn't the same as some, some girls who leave college and book Broadway at the age of 22. My path has been very different from that. My husband and I, I moved to New York for about a year after college and then ended up coming back home, got married, had kind of a normal life, worked a nine-to-five job for a few years, and then woke up one day and told my husband, hey, babe, I really and not finished pursuing this dream. And I think I'm going to have regrets if we don't go back and try it again. So he um, so graciously quit his job, found a new job in New York. We sold the house, sold our cars, packed up our bags, moved to New York uh, in August. Um, and we and I booked this job, Finding Neverland. And so I feel like it was a sign for me that, yes, I'm in the right place. Um, and yeah, I might be 30 and I'm starting back on this journey of pursuing this Broadway dream. But you know what, this is the path that I believe God has is, is laid out for me, and I'm going to trust him and see where it takes me. Exactly. Let me tell you what, I love your husband. You got he, he should never be in the doghouse. He's house. the best. He, never, he gets a, <laughs> oh, a zillion out-of-jail out of card, out-of-free card, what are they called, out-of-jail, you know, cards. Unlimited amount. Exactly. Yes, sure. You know, when he passes Monopoly, you always give him the $200 because he is worth it. We're talking to Ashley McCormack. She is playing Miss Jones at the B-Pack. She's playing it all over the country and finding Neverland, but she's going to be close to home. We're in a Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios, which she knows all about. We'll be right back. All the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. 
In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with one of the stars, lead of Finding Neverland, Miss Jones. Okay, she's Miss Jones for now for over 50 shows. Ashley McCormack from South Haven, Mississippi. I love it when one of us takes it to the planet, takes that talent and that art. Okay, you talk about voice lessons. Uh, okay, first, back up for a second. You said something in that segment that's important. Uh, you talk about, we talked about time and when is your time and, and God's plan. Yeah. And, and you know, one of my songs, You Don't Know the Thing, I always quote it in the show because it's so important because I have to remind myself, you got your life all planned out, sure looks good on paper. And, and that's oh, about as much as it's does. worth, right? So right. I didn't have my first hits as an artist writer until I was 37. Everybody thought I was 27. Yeah. I, you know, I've been, you know, my mom, I got my mom's youth, thank goodness, or at that point I did, or I soak in olive oil, but I'm not going to tell you which, which one. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm messing with you. But the, the truth is Morgan Freeman and I became, you know, pretty good pals. He was in a music video of mine that we had a lot of success together that he helped tell my story uh, back in the day and, and he had moved back and he's still back. And, but we talked about this after we became friends playing golf and he said, Steve, it was late for me. And so I want to work as much as I possibly can. So I love that your attitude is, is of that and that you understand that there is a plan. And, and in the world of acting especially, I mean, you look, you're only getting better. And there are always roles yeah. for all sorts of age groups. You know, in the music business, everybody's looking at, okay, how old are Certainly. you? You know, especially for women, right. they struggle if they haven't had hits early. You know, everybody, and that's right. the dumbest thing to me because I think as long as you're getting better and you have something to say and it's honest, then there's a home in the hearts for so many. Okay, let's go. You leave high school and you go to do the Roll Tide thing. Um, you're, you're, you're having a lot of, you're, you're getting to enjoy all this football success and all that, that comes with it. Oh yeah. But, but tell me about, uh, their, obviously they have an incredible department for you to go to that school. You know, what drew you in? At the time I wasn't, I guess, as educated about the musical theater department there in Mississippi. Um, and I do believe that maybe the, the theater departments there at Ole Miss and Mississippi State hadn't been around as long as the one in Alabama. I didn't want to go as far as New York. I wanted to still be able to be close to home. I still wanted to get that Southern college experience. So that's why I chose um, Alabama. And it opened up a lot of great doors for me. I was able to do a little bit of theater there at college, um, there in Tuscaloosa. But I also got to work all through college at a professional theater in Birmingham, Alabama, called Red Mountain Community, um, sorry, Red Mountain um, Red Mountain Theater there in Birmingham. And I got all of these, you know, professional credits on my resume before I graduated college, which was, you know, huge for me. Mm-hmm. And to be able to take those credits to New York on my resume. So um, but that's definitely why I chose Alabama. It was, a, it was a great program. They've got a wonderful theater program, a great music and dance program. I highly, highly recommend it. Okay, so we're talking to Ashley McCormack. A- Ashley, uh Get a little deeper for me. So when you're there and you're doing so, how many were you doing a a, a couple plays a year at one point? Um, and was oh, it goodness. were they musicals um, or comedies or you know what's been your they were thing? they were mainly all musicals. Musicals are my thing because I I love to sing. That's my favorite thing to do. So um, I'm mostly always doing musicals. 
Um, I uh, finished college in three years. At that time in my life, I was very much like, I've got to hurry, hurry and get out of here because I want to go and pursue my career and I've got things to do. So I was taking, you know, 21 to 23 hours a semester trying to get out as quickly as possible. Um, Mm. But I was doing a show probably one to two per semester. Um, And I was also doing shows in the summer. So I would leave school and go work professionally in the summer, or sometimes I would go back home to Mississippi and help out with the community theater there, the summer camps, you know, help out with things like that. But I was pretty much moving from one show to the next over those three years. So Ashley, you talk about, you talk to your husband and said, I can't let it go. I got to go do it. So was there a period where it felt like maybe it had gone? You, You sort of... I, I guess you were touching on that. Am I am I uh, jumping yeah, the gun absolutely. a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. So um, I graduated college and I went. I first went to Nashville for a year because country music had always been a passion of mine as well. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Nashville first and wanted to try that out, and then just kept feeling like I really felt like my main passion was theater. So talked to my parents and said, "Hey, I'm going to go to New York now for a year. Let's give this a uh, give this a shot." So then I went to New York for about a year and a half, on and off. I would go to New York for a couple of months. I would book a job, like a regional theater job, let's say in Pennsylvania. Go out there for a few weeks, do a show, come back to New York, audition again, and just repeat the cycle. Right. Um, At some point over that time, I met my husband, um, who at the time was living in Memphis. And that was a long-distance relationship. We dated for about a year and a half, completely fell head over heels for this man, the love of my life. And we decided to get married. We got engaged, and I decided I wanted to move back home to plan my wedding. Our plan was always to get married um, the following September and move back to New York so that I could continue to pursue this dream of mine. Um, But we kind of got comfortable there in Memphis. All of our family and friends are there in Memphis, Mississippi, that South Haven area. Yeah. And um, it just felt right. You know, it felt right for us to stay there. We bought a house. He had a job that he loved. I actually started working as an event planner um, for a country club there in Memphis, Tennessee. And I loved what I was doing, planning weddings, planning events. Um, It was great. And I was still getting to um, experience theater with my local community theater there in South Haven. So I was still getting to to, um, be on the stage and do what I love. Um, But then I had a friend come to town. Um, about maybe two years after my husband and I got married. And he just looked at me and said, you know, Ashley, I'm glad that you're happy, but what are you doing here? You are meant to be doing bigger things. You've got to go back and see if you can make this happen. And it just kind of, you know, hit me in the gut there because he was right. And I think I was so happy and sidetracked on pursuing other things at the moment that I forgot what my dream and my passion really was. Right. And um, so that spring, I auditioned for a cruise ship, actually, for Princess Cruises. I sent an, an audition video because at the time I couldn't really figure out a way to get to New York and audition for other things. So I sent an audition video into Princess Cruises and I booked a job as a singer on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I left town for about seven months, um, went and uh, cruised all over South America performing. It was absolutely incredible. And I remember at the end of my contract, I was standing on the top deck of the cruise ship with one of my dear, dear friends. And I just said to him, you know, after this adventure, I don't think I can go back to South Haven just yet. I'm, I'm not ready. There's still some, I've got to continue to see if I can make this dream a reality. 
So um, I remember calling my husband and saying, hey, Mac, I'm sorry, but I think uh, this cruise ship wasn't enough to satisfy me. I've, I've got to go back to New York, and can we do that? And he was like, of course, whatever you need to do to make this dream come true, I'm going to support you 100%. So I came Max home in March. The man. Max the man, by the way. Is, anyway, go ahead. Let All me right. tell you. That a boy, Max. He is incredible. So I came home in March of that year. This was 2017. We took the summer um, for him to look for jobs. We, I went up for a little bit, uh, apartment hunting, I guess. And then that fall, we um, sold the house, sold the cars, picked up the dog, and packed our back our boxes and moved to New York City that mm. August. And it was a complete whirlwind, but um, it's been a really exciting journey so far. Well, it's exhilarating too because you know change in yeah. in 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 a with marriage within not change within each other, but uh, well, part of that, but but changing and and locations and doing things that are a little bit like a risky and and uncharted territory a little bit together is awesome. It's, yeah. It it makes the journey yeah. and the celebration uh, it, when when you have moments of celebration so worth it. Uh, as my wife and I, we did the same thing, and it sounds like Mac is as supportive as my wife's been, and we've been married, uh, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble, uh, over 30 years now, so it's crazy, right? So the bottom line yeah, is, wow. the bottom line is she's always been crazy supportive, so as you're, I was gone living in buses for 15 years, you know, my bus, so as you're, as you are gone for seven months, what was the visitations for him? You had to have some. Oh my gosh, Steve, it was it's, it breaks my heart to even think about it. So I was in, um, the, so the entire cruise contract, the first month we were in Mexico. So he did get to come to Mexico for about a five-day cruise. That was a lot of fun. It was like a mini vacation for us, you know, and he got to see my shows. But after that, we went about four and a half months without seeing each other because I was in South America, cruising around to South America over and over again. And there was no feasible way, really, for him to get out there. They were two-week-long cruises. He couldn't take that long off of work. Getting to South America from Mississippi is not easy. Um, and so we went a long portion of time. We went Thanksgiving and Christmas without seeing each other. Of course, we could talk, um, but it's not the same. You know, when you're on a cruise ship right. in the middle of the ocean, it's sometimes really hard to get service. It's hard to be able to FaceTime. So it was challenging, but um, we had done long distance before because I lived in New York for a while when we dated, remember? So we're, right. we've gotten pretty good at the long distance thing. But, yeah, it was it was hard. Um, so, again. With Ashley McCormack, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studios. Ashley, would you like to hear, as the birthplace of American music, because you know, you know, you know, we are, uh, Faith Hill or Three Doors Down? I got to go with Mississippi girl, Faith Hill. She's a Mississippi girl. We're with Ashley McCormack. She is playing Miss Jones in Finding Neverland at the BPAC, February 4th. If you uh, don't have tickets or if you can, you know, you got to check on it. It may be sold out. It probably is, but it might not be. Check on it. It's a great venue. Played music there many times. We're in a Mississippi Minute. We'll be right In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We were just two kids on the corner of Highway 1 and 82. I'm Steve Azar. We I'm with Ashley McCormack. 
She is doing the lead thing, uh, co-starring in Finding Neverland. I love Finding Neverland. I love anything to do with that. Uh, at the BPAC is one of the stops at Delta State, where I graced uh, the campus for too long, but I finally have a degree. I'm looking at it on the wall. Thank goodness. Uh, but she's pl- playing Miss Jones, Ashley McCormack. Ashley, as you make your way down back home to the Delta, your folks going to be able to come? Oh, absolutely. My folks would not miss it for the world. I think I've got over 100 family and friends coming oh, to gosh. this performance. Yeah, oh, yeah, so it's going to be a very special night for me. <laughs> wow, I know they're going to be so thrilled. So uh, yeah. the, the production itself, and I want yeah. to talk about you keeping your voice uh, healthy. Because I went through a crazy time where I had to have throat surgery after hits, and and my listeners know it, and they're sick of hearing about it. But the truth is, it was a it was a, a moment that I could never forget because I did. Okay, we're moving. Okay, talking to okay. Ashley McCormack in the middle of technical difficulty here in the Delta. Hey, Ashley, so keeping your voice healthy, take me down that yeah, journey yeah. because you were taking lessons growing up. Has it made a big impact? It has, you know, and I think it's something that you're still always trying to figure out as you get older, you know, your voice changes. It's like a muscle, right? And um, I think for me, what I've had to learn is a lot of water, a lot. I have to get sleep, Um, just taking care of myself and making sure I'm not staying up late, you know, talking to my roommate or out late with the cast after the show. I have to get a a lot of sleep and a lot of rest. And, you know, if you're feeling weak on certain days, you just got to, you know, take a vocal rest day if you need to. Um, But those are things that really, really help me. I love it. You know, I didn't know the breathing part. The You know, I was singing out of my throat. Uh, I didn't know you could use your nose. I didn't know you could use your stomach. And I had to actually, after throat surgery, literally learn how to to just start over and take 90 off. And you bring up rest. Rest is so important. So when I would get up and have to do a morning show after doing a show, it was always the worst. I mean, that's when, and that's yeah. when it happened because no sleep is like worse than talking too much, right? When you think? When it you think it so? really is. Oh, for sure. If I don't get enough sleep, I'm definitely going to sound like a man for that show. That no, night. come on. You can never sound like, <laughs> you, you know, can never voice, sound like Matt. <laughs> I would hope not. But no, <laughs> sleep is so important. And definitely, you, you talked about voice lessons. You know, if you want to pursue this as a career, um, if you want to be singing, if you want to do theater, you got to get in voice lessons because those are the people that are going to be able to teach you um, the technique of how to keep your voice healthy and make sure that you're not singing in a way where you're going to continue to lose your voice or develop vocal nodes or all of those horrible, scary things that you hear about. You know, you've got to make sure that you're getting that proper training. Oh, no, I know. And I know I've been good for, for many years, so I'm good now and I got it. I understand it. We're talking to Ashley McCormack in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Ashley, uh, Finding Neverland, what's the experience like for you as a performer? And then, you know, knowing the story um, as a fan, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. what will the experience be like for the audience? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, it is such a beautiful show. I had not seen the show before I auditioned for it, actually. When I walked into the audition room in New York that day, I... This is awful to say, but I didn't really know what I was auditioning for. I'd heard a little bit about it, but I'd never seen it. I just happened to be in the building that day, so I thought, hey, you know what? Why not? I'm going to go in and and give this a shot. Once I was into the callback process, I was watching it um, online. Oh, my gosh, that's even more of a sin. But it is out there. The full show is out there on YouTube. (laughs) So I watched the show on YouTube, and it's just, I mean, it's beautiful. But seeing it in person, there's nothing like it. So for those of you who don't know what the show is about, um, 
So Peter Pan, we're all familiar with that magical story. J.M. Barry is the author of Peter Pan. And so Finding Neverland is about J.M. Barry and how he developed the story that mm-hmm. became Peter Pan. He meets Sylvia Llewellyn Davies, who is a mother of four uh, beautiful boys. He meets her and her children, and they are actually the people who inspire him to write Peter Pan. And so that's the story that we get to tell every single night, and it is so magical and so beautiful. I can't wait for the people in Cleveland to get to see this. Moving it around the country like they do, watching, you know, the the great song by Jackson Brown, Well, the seats are all empty, you know, let the roadies <laughs> take the stage, you know, pack, I mean, so, so how many trucks do you, they come in with and are, are there, are, is there an extra set of trucks that's out in front of you? Uh, you know, what's the setup like? Have you paid attention to that? You know, I think honestly, Steve, I think we only have one big truck that carries our entire set. Um, I could be wrong. There might be two, but I definitely not more than two. We've got two tour buses, one tour bus that carries the entire cast um, and our musicians. And then we have another tour bus that carries our incredible crew who we could not do any of this without. They're the ones that get there at 6 a.m. in the morning, load in the set. We come in and do the show that night. And then they're there after the show until one in the morning loading the set out. Then they get on their bus, sleep on their bus through the night, and do it all over again the next day. It's crazy. I love um, it. I love it. I mean, look, the, 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 the crew, yeah. man, the road crew there, they make it all roll. I mean, they make it work. They do, and they're behind the scenes. They don't get enough appreci- appreciation, but goodness, they are, they're the real stars of this experience. I love it. We're talking to Ashley McCormack. Ashley, South Haven girl, uh, doing great things in theater all around the country. She's going to be here February 4th at the BPAC. Where? I love that place. You know, I, I actually I get to, to go in once a month to the Delta Music Institute and disrupt all sorts of things with all the kids in the in the school, and that's where I get, we get our interns from yearly in the summer. And it's just been such a treat. I'm actually making a, a new record with some of the kids there, and it's either going to be called the DMI Sessions or the Okra Sessions or or whatever. But I'm having the best time. So my next record is actually going to include the kids there. So it's been a lot of fun and. Um, you know, it's just been it's been a hoot. So anyway, all right. So as you, uh, okay, uh, let me let me get let me think think this through because there was something. Oh, okay. So playing Miss Jones, playing Miss yeah. Jones, is, is there something that's a little bit out of sorts for you that you had to come to grips with, or was it just a natural? Oh fit? yeah. Oh goodness, no. So you mentioned earlier uh, playing the lead in the show. So let me clarify a little bit here. I. I will be playing the lead the night that I come to uh, BPAC, um, Sylvia Llewellyn Davies that I mentioned earlier, the woman that Jay and Barry meet. But my role every day is I play Miss Jones, that's a member of the ensemble, but here's the kicker. I am the, utter, the understudy to four other roles in the show. My which goodness. means that not only do I perform Miss Jones every night, but I also have to know the ins and outs of four other tracks. So oh if gosh. anyone gets sick if anyone gets hurt um and this can be at any time we actually had an uh something happen in the fall our uh beautiful leading lady the the girl who plays sylvia she got injured in the middle of a show steve this happened during our 15 minute intermission she had done all of act one it was wonderful we were in the middle of the show i love challenges like this by the way this is exciting it was crazy it was it was insane she came backstage, she got hurt, and my stage manager turned to me during the middle of our intermission and said, you need to get dressed, 
get ready, you're going on for Sylvia for Act 2. It was insane. So I had about, you know, 10 minutes left to change out of my ensemble clothes into Sylvia's costumes and wigs, microphone, <laughs> try to, you know, pull myself over to the side and review as much as I could for Act 2. It, it's insane, and I have to be ready like that. Every single night for every show for four of the roles that I cover. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But for me, Steve, it's so exciting. It's thrilling because I never know what's going to happen. The great thing with Cleveland is um, since I do understudy the lead role, uh, they know that Cleveland, Mississippi is as close as we're going to get to my hometown. So they've graciously allowed me to be able to go on that night as Sylvia. So I cannot wait to perform that role and tell her story and share that with um, with all of my friends and family there in Cleveland. So all this time, I'm telling my guests that you're going to, I mean, our listeners, I, I love you guys, by the way. I, all this time that we're doing <laughs> this, and I'm saying you're Mrs. Jones. You do play, excuse me, Miss Jones. You do play do. her. Yeah. But in Cleveland, you're you're doing this other thing. You're doing the, the lead lead. Yeah, I'm going to be playing Sylvia Llewellyn Davies. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Could yeah. you have interrupted me a little while ago about this and said, hey, Steve? <laughs> Nobody tells me so I don't get sorry. this info, you know? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But um but you're it's right. Awesome. I do play I'm gonna be playing with Jones most of the time throughout the country, but in Cleveland, Mississippi I get to go on for Cleveland. I mean for Sylvia, so I'm I'm so very, cool. very excited about that. That's so and, awesome. Yeah. We're in a Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios, which she knows all about. We'll be right back. In my mind. In my mind. Humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you, and it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with Ashley McCormack. She is doing the lead thing, uh, co-starring in Finding Neverland. It sounds like that everybody is really, it's a close-knit group, and it probably shows when you guys perform. Oh, absolutely. Spills Um, out, you know? You know, this this cast is like, they're a second family. I mean, we're all out here away from, you know, our, our foundations, from our homes, from our families. Um, we actually previewed the show in the fall um, in Florida and Pennsylvania and for about, 
I would think maybe three months total together, and we instantly gelled and became a family. You know, we're on the tour bus together now all day. We're, we get to the, to the hotel. Um, we go to the theater. We're with each other all the time. So, yeah, we are like a family, and I don't know what I would do without some of the people here, the relationships that you make. That's what, what kind of gets you through the day when on those hard days when you're really missing your home and your loved ones. You know, the, there's a trick. I, I was just uh, recently talking to an old pal, Sean Murphy. She's been with Bob Seger and Silver Bullet Band. She's an original member, Eric Clapton. You name it, she's done it. Well, she said when she was the lead singer of Little Feet for 15 years, she's just an icon. Anyway, she said, Steve, the first time she got on the bus with, with the guys in Little Feet, they said, the key is to make yourself small. And she goes, what are you talking about? And that is, that is but you get it. You sort of like, oh uh, yeah. So, is anybody on the bus that makes themselves very loud and large, and it, that you you gotta uh, go, hey guys? Well, not yet, not yet. We do have rules on the bus, and one <laughs> of them is that in the morning when we get on the bus, we have quiet hours until lunchtime. So you're not allowed to be making noise. People get on the bus and they want to sleep, you know. But in so far, now we've only been on the tour bus for about almost two weeks. We haven't had any issues. Who knows what will happen between now and April, but we haven't really had any noise issues. But, Steve, it is so funny to watch people on the bus. I mean, you have a seatmate, so you have to share your set of two seats with someone. And when it's time to sleep, what do you do? People are sleeping on the floor. People are sleeping with their legs stretched Wait, 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 wait. What kind of bus are you guys in? Where about the one? You know, we have one with the bunks, and I've got the estate room in the back. you uh got the den in the front. What is. is this bus? It is not that country music star Steve Azar tour you, bus that you're thinking come about. Come on, not you, at all. No, uh-uh. we're gonna have it's to have a discussion normal. with the with the with the heads. No, it's a nice bus. Don't get me wrong. We've got hardwood floor. We've got TVs. It's, not, it's a beautiful bus. You're not gonna win. It's now. like that normal. No. <laughs> you're not winning right now. I'm disappointed right now no, because no. so you guys are sleeping in hotels rather than sleeping. Yeah, we're sleeping in hotels every night, but on you know during the day when we're traveling to the theater, people do like to sleep on the bus to pass the time, you know, take naps, that sort of thing. Um, do, do the and seats so you recline? Get creative with how to do that. Do they recline? They do recline a little bit. They do recline a little bit. But here's the funny thing: I've actually had castmates who've gone into Target or Walmart and they've bought dog beds. You know those dog beds that you get for your dog to sleep on, yeah. and they put them on the floor of the bus and like make a little you know, bed there for themselves. It's just so funny the the creative things that people will do to make sure that they get enough rest. That's bus. not making yourself small if you're like a, if the dog bed's like for a St. Bernard rather than like a <laughs> Chihuahua. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's very true. It's very true. So like my, my pal R- Richard Carnes been doing a lot of theater lately, Richard Berge. And, and, you know, they've had big careers and, and could ride off into the sunset, but they love theater. So, as they've gone off and had big hit TV shows or, or big films, do you f- are are goals big films for you? Big roles like that, or do you? Or is the theater just it for you? You know, I think that whatever comes my way, I'm gonna see what happens. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say no to film and TV or radio or whatever else it may be. Um, but currently, yeah, theater is my main passion. There's just nothing like walking onto that stage. I mean, even last night when we walked out there in front of 2,100 people, I just got chilled, Yeah, you know, um, and got teary-eyed multiple times because I'm thinking to myself, if I could go back to that little nine-year-old girl that decided she wanted to do this as her career and tell her, like, look at look what, what you're going to get to do, you know, 20 years from now. It's insane. Film and TV is a little bit different. Um, you know, I think 
sometimes uh, I, I've done a little bit of extra work in New York, and if those are hard, long days. You're there for 12 hours a day, sometimes longer, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And for me, being on stage in front of a live audience, I love to be able to feel the energy from the crowd and know that they are enjoying the performance and the story that we're telling them as much as we are enjoying sharing it with them. So I think for me, theater right now is uh, it's going to be my main my main goal for, for at least the foreseeable future. That's awesome. Well, live performance, it's always, uh, yeah, it's live. always new. Even, you know? I love singing, too. You know, so yeah. there's lots of opportunities in New York to sing and, and different venues and uh, to share, you know, your voice and your gifts. And that's something I love to do as well. So, um so we'll, we'll see where it takes me. That's awesome. Well, I can't thank you for spending a Mississippi Minute with me. You understand that better than most. And and i got to tell you, <laughs> you never know where your career is going to go. I mean, like, this is by chance I'm doing this radio show, and I'm in my third year, over 200 shows, uh, and I'm enjoying wow. it because it gives me the opportunity to get to know people like you that are out there and busting it and have people around them that gets it. And you're getting to, to live your dream and fulfill those needs of passion. And I think that is a wonderful gift for us all, for yourself, for your family, for Mac. Uh, and uh, blessings to you. Finding Neverland is out there for wherever you, so much, you are. This show is, this show is nationwide. It's global. So come check out my girl, Ashley. Ashley McCormack, thank you so much for spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Blessings Thank you for having me. Get back to it, girl. (laughs) Later on. Thanks so much, Steve. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.